The Providence College Friars. Top of the crossover. The Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier. Uh, follow me on Twitter. That's at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me as always. We have BOC in the house. Follow him on Twitter at BOC all day. Today is Friday, March 24th, and we got our man, BOC. Um, finally, we can put all of this behind us. Kim English will be the new leader of the Providence College men's basketball team, signing a six-year deal. Um, on Wednesday, it was pretty much confirmed that this was going to happen, but no release from the school. Um, and then Thursday morning, it was pretty much confirmed that, yes, this is going to be uh, the case. Kim English changed his Twitter bio, unlike some other coaches we know. Um, and uh, and then the school had, had the release around 1, 2 p.m. So um, Kim English. Is there, is there a guy, BOC? What are your first thoughts? Doesn't it feel like it, it's been a year since we last played Kentucky, even though it's been less than seven days? Yes, yes. This this past week has been... It's been a soap opera, and I'm. it's been so tumultuous. I am so happy that it's all done with. And the Kim, Kim English era is here. Him English, Kinglish, we're ready to go. Uh, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's a, it's a new era. And I think we haven't had that what in 12 years. So I think there's a rejuvenated passion with the fan base and the quotes that he had today only further stoked those flames. We're going to see a new type of basketball team, not only in where we're recruiting, uh, the comp, but also how we play. It's going to be more of a modern NBA type style where I think He's trying to get as many shooters on the court as possible, which night and day from what we saw with Cooley, where, you know, the flex offense and, you know, you grind teams, you grind teams down in the low post and just beat them up. And it's physical and gritty, but it might not be that sexy, but he got wins. So I'm not complaining there, but it's definitely going to be a contrast to what Cooley did. We'll see if it works out, but I look at this as a, a higher where, you're gambling on you have a good hand using a poker analogy. You have a good hand and you're gambling that it's going to pay off um, because we've heard from a lot of people that if we waited a year, if this hire happened in a year, we may not be able to get Kim English. Folks speak very highly of him. So it's a gamble. Absolutely. Steve Knapp knows that, but I think it's a gamble that will pay off. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so I guess if you didn't listen uh, to the last episode or you've been living under a rock, uh, Kim English coming from George Mason, where he was the head coach for the last two years, he's 34 years old. Um, prior to that, he was an assistant at, um, at uh, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yep. Colorado, and Tulsa. Under um, Frank Hayes, right? Yeah, correct. And he, and he played for Frank Hayes at Missouri. Um, you know, he, he's at Missouri. He was two-time third-team All-Big 12 point guard. Um, the Missouri Tigers in his senior year won the Big 12 tournament. Um, and he was drafted in the NBA second round, pick 44, to the Detroit Pistons. And, you know, it was a pretty brief NBA stint, played a little bit overseas, but then knew right away that he wanted to get into coaching. Um, Listen, I was, as this was all going down, I wanted, you know, maybe a guy with more experience, maybe a bigger name, if you will. Um, But, you know, the more and more you read read about Kim English, the more you you like – the SI article, which is referenced in our article about the hire of Kim English, um, you know, kind of was a day in the life of Kim English as head coach at George Mason in his first year. Um, the guy seems, you know, really well polished, really knows the game, a student of the game, willing to learn more. Um, you know, he talked about how what he loved about the NBA so much was just the whole learning experience and learning from all the coaches. And when he was overseas, he just felt like, you know, it just wasn't good for him. So he decided to get right into coaching. Um, you know, he brings a ton of passion, ton of energy. Um, it, and yeah, I mean, everyone speaks really highly of him. Um, he, I, I, I think Friartown will really embrace him in a lot. You know, part of that I think has to do with everyone rallying together after the way the whole Cooley situation went down. Um, and man, I'm pumped. Uh, his intro presser will be on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Alumni Hall. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm just excited. Hey, yeah. Kind of alluding to what you were saying, just kind of a breath of fresh air, you know? You know, I loved Cooley. Don't get me wrong. Um, I thought it was awesome. But the fact that the way everything went down and that we need a new guy, it's kind of nice to have a, like a fresh perspective on the game. Yeah, it is. And I did a thread earlier today on things, and he has to hit the ground running. So let's get into that. So there's a lot that's going on, and it's magnified by the fact that the transfer portal is already open. So I did a thread, if you want to check it out on Twitter, on a couple of things that I think he needs to focus on in the next couple of days, the next week. And based off of his uh, introductory quotes, he's already doing those things. So first and foremost, need to re-recruit the roster. I think, say what you want about Cooley, that he put together a really nice roster heading into next year. If he hung around, I think this is a top 20. Uh, I mean, I've said it all year. Next year is the year they're a top 20 type team, sweet 16 repeat type team. Um, if Kim English can keep the roster intact, 
I think if you're looking at what you have four starters already, and then he can bring in a transfer five, if he can keep Hopkins and Carter, I, I love, I love all the pieces, but I think the most important right now are Hopkins and Carter. If you can keep those two, they're a tournament team. And I, I don't care about the other three starters. If you keep those two, and I'm curious if you feel the same way, Mike, if you keep those oh. two, they're, they're a tournament team. Oh, I definitely feel that way. Um, you know, Kim English is inheriting a, a, if he can keep the guys together, is inheriting a pretty damn good situation with not only the roster that he has, but, you know, the facilities and all that. Like, all those things are, are thanks to Cooley, but, you know, I think he can kind of take advantage of that a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he's meeting with Hopkins on Friday with his family to try and, and make sure that he's going to be still around. Now, the one thing that interests me is, like, the NCAA came out recently that they're changing the transfer rules and now will no longer grant waivers for coaching changes. And obviously that's a big deal um, for the two guys you're mentioning because they already transferred. Thus, if they transfer again, they would have to sit out a year. Did they they clarify on, because I think there is a big difference here, coaches getting fired versus coaches leaving their job? It, It said coaching change. So it doesn't matter if they're fired or leaving. And I'm I'm old school. I I know this isn't the reality, and I got some pushback on this today on the Bird app. Um, I think a, a person should choose a school for the school, not one individual coach. I get that's even more prevalent in basketball than like another sport like football. But you should want to go to the school for the school. So I, I actually love that rule. Um, the downside. Yeah, sorry. I do too. I, but but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like don't want to hold these guys hostage <laughs> like we want them to be here um but yeah i i yeah but they chose to transfer to providence um if they don't want to be here they can sit out a year yeah i mean it is true it's true um, um i think it's different than i think, the, I think it's the, different than the high school recruits though for what it's worth what do you mean like i i don't i wouldn't want to hold a high school recruit hostage if they signed a letter yeah. of intent versus somebody who's transferred already in his yeah. audience yeah, and we'll get to that. But, um, you know, I do think Hopkins and Carter still have options if they want to transfer and sit out. On top of that, they could maybe even pursue pro options. Um, Hopkins, I mean, I haven't checked an NBA mock recently, in all honesty, but um, he's not on it. A second for a while. You were telling me his end of season nixed those notions. I mean, I don't know. I feel like. I've, I saw. Definitely. I looked at one. I looked at one like a week ago, two weeks ago, and he wasn't even in there. Hmm. Well, because you have to remember, there's so many international players that they'll teams will spend a second round pick just on a flyer for them in case. Of they course, develop. of course, and but you see this all the time too. Guys will still go pro even if they're not projected to be selected. Um, yeah, you see that a lot. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I do think. For someone to keep the players intact, I think Kim English is a good hire for that. Um, I think he already has a relationship with Hopkins. Pretty sure he he knows Anthony Carter, right? So those things are there, which is really good. Um, And listen, he has hit the ground running. They agreed to this at 2 a.m., I think, um, Thursday morning. And he already has three offers out. 
He's already talked to the players. He plans on meeting with them Friday morning in person. Um, he's already reached out to Garway Dewall and Drew Fielder from what I've heard. Yep. So, yes. So yeah, he's committed already to try and re-recruit these guys. And it'll be interesting because like, if you think about it, last year with Villanova, Neptune was able to do that. And it obviously didn't have the season that they were looking for, but, but yeah, I think this will be, you know, this, this higher, well, of course there's risk. Um, and everything I heard from the guy is just like, this could be an absolute home run or to quote that, uh, Tab Boyle, head coach of Colorado. There are home run hires and then there are grand slam hires. I think that's a pretty good endorsement. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if if he can keep the roster and he can land he can land one of those recruits back or all the recruits back, I don't think that's realistic, but lands one of the one of the three or two of the three and Fielder, Dual and Santoro, that's a massive success because you also know. It's a business, as we as we've learned over the past week. Unfortunately, it is a business. You know, he's going to be bringing a few George Mason guys over. The uh, the big man, I think it's what's it, Okoro, Adoro, Um, he'd be a he'd be a nice fit in that. He'd probably be an instant five starter. He'd be small, but yeah. See, see, that's one thing I was like thinking about with him is like, what do you do? Because like. For Hop's pro prospects, he projects as a, a small four, right? Yeah. He, he just does. And, and with, really, really quick tangent: English, English being hired is great for him because he's going to say, "Hop, I've been in the league. The way the league is going, if you can't knock down that three with consistency, which he didn't this year, you're not. You don't have a shot anymore. It's true. Like fucking uh, Baycott's returning for his seventh year <laughs> yeah. because because there's no spot for him in the league." Right. Yeah, no, totally. And um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And I think you do have pieces. I'm excited what uh, Jaden Pierre, what his future holds with Kim English. You know, Ed Cooley was a point guard too, but play at Stonehill. No offense. Uh, They weren't even D1 then. Uh, So, but but, but back to Adora, I think that's what we're talking about. I do worry, like, does that mean you move him to the, like, do you move Hop to the three and play Adoro at the, at the four? I mean, I don't know if he can. I think, I think you just do the best, just get the best five on the court. Yeah. Um, but, yeah no, I know, I know that's stating the obvious, right? But some people, like, sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, I do think, let's not lose sight of the fact that our front court is so depleted. So even if he's not, like, the perfect seven-foot rim protector, we just need front court bodies and he would fill that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think regardless, we still need like a true five. Yeah. And um, one, one thing in that, um, in his intro presser at George Mason two years ago, which I posted on the, um, on the article, one thing I loved was he told his, he told the players that, that were there at his presser, the first seven seconds of the shot clock are yours. I love that. Like he's gonna yeah. like he's gonna look to attack and you look at that, like you look at teams that are that are in it now, like Michigan State plays that way. Yeah. Um and like you see a lot of teams play like uh, play like that. So 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm just very excited for it. Um, you know, just to, to see what he can do. Yeah. So the other thing is, um, recruits transfer portal, retaining the players. He also needs to fill out his staff. Uh, oh, so, he already has someone. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Felton, right? Yep, yep, Dennis Felton. Um, any re- any relation? Staff. Any relation oh, to the Felton family? I don't think so. Um, this guy's been <laughs> around the block. How about this? Assistant at Providence College. Oh, really? Yeah, under Rick Barnes. Huh. I so. Dude, those so assistants, what, by the way, were loaded. Who? Yeah, run those through. I'm just curious. I I think it was like. Him, um, Fran Fischilla, um, I think Jeff Van Gundy was like the graduate assistant. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this guy's been around the block. He was assistant at, like, Providence, Clemson, a few other places. Um, he was head a head coach, coach head, yep. at Western Kentucky. Georgia was his big job. Cleveland State. In Cleveland State. Um, which I think that's really good. A guy that's been around the game for a while, you know, there's a reason why he had him at George Mason, um, as associate head coach. Yep. He's a young guy and Felton's an older gentleman. So, and so you see that a lot with these younger guys too. It's smart. Um, the good thing with Felton is he, so he went, I'm looking right now, he went to Howard. He's from Clinton, Maryland. So that's another guy. Just, I just want to pillage the DMV area recruiting. I want all of the players. And so far, they they uh, it seems like Kim English has no fear going up against Ed Cooley and recruiting, offering three players from DC already. Yeah, I think it was a couple twenty twenty four and one twenty twenty five, or vice versa. Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah. Um, but to we we when I say we, I mean me. I complained all the time about how we. All we did was offer North Carolina guys. And there is a delineation between the DMV and North Carolina. North Carolina is ACC country, DMV, Big East, ACC. Um, Let's not lose sight of the fact that we do have awesome talent in New England, too. So I do think, I don't know his ties to New England. And, you know, he he probably has a big network due to playing professionally. It would be fantastic for him to bring another assistant on who has recruiting chops in New England. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of funny as you, as we are recording, Justin Fernandez leaving George Mason due to the coaching change. Um, I think he was a freshman this year. Yeah, he. he uh, I don't know. He actually chose George Mason over us. Like, coolly wanted that guy back. Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah, so so he averaged four point one points per game, uh, two rebounds a game. But it'll be interesting to see how many players he brings over because, you now listen, George Mason was twenty eleven, but they played in the A ten, so obviously it's a jump up, and you know we've seen it firsthand with guys from the A ten coming here. It's taken some time, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. But but yeah, it, if he's able to. You know, Cooley was able to get good DMV guys too. Let's not sell them short. But but if he can no. get in and get some, well, of I, hold on, hold, Ivan uh, Ivan Battle got Nate Watson, I think, right? 
or Ivan Thomas. I'm sorry, Ivan Thomas got uh, Nate Watson. How, how's that going? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate's father is not happy that uh, Ivan Thomas has not spoken to his son in over a year. Uh, we but, stand. We stand with Jonathan. We definitely do. Um, but um, yeah, man. I, again, I, I'm just really excited for this. I listen. There's been a rough few days, but um, I think Providence College is in good hands with their hoops team. You and I are going to be busy, man. I know. We literally have the so much 2020. Practice. So we got to do 2024. We have to do 2023 article, 2024 article, transfer quarter article. Yeah. And then obviously, like, do them articles all. Do them on, all on, on the players who are staying and going. Uh, yeah, it's going to be something. Hey, it's worth it, man. I'm ex- I'm excited. I think um, let's say let's say if he keeps everybody, uh, let's just say forget about the transfer portal, rec- high school recruiting. If he keeps the core intact, it's an NCAA tournament team. If we if he loses if he loses some people from the current team, I think there's going to be patience. Uh, they I understand it takes some time to build a program, especially if a lot of the core players leave. I don't. You know, maybe it's just blind faith. I have a feeling they hang around, though. Yeah, so do I. Um, I mean, like, why wouldn't – like, I I get the coach leaves, but why wouldn't you – like, why would you leave? Uh, They both – they all saw firsthand, you know, the passion and support they get playing in Providence. Um, And if you think about it, it's essentially like getting Cooley 12 years ago, in a way, like a young up and coming coach. Um, let's hope. Let's hope they. Let's hope they build some uh, in conference buyout language into that contract. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and of course, the Hoyas like found a Hoya yeah. fans found a tweet of his from four years, five years ago, where he said like he would have crawled backwards to go to Georgetown. It wasn't a great sign, but. Um, but no, he seems committed to Providence. Um, I love that he wants to not calm the crowd down. He wants to rev them up even more. That was one of my favorite quotes of his early media availability. Um, yeah, I, I'm jacked up. Yeah, same here. Um, do you want to talk a little Sweet Sixteen? I think that I think we covered everything. Yeah, we did. We did. I, I think we're good on Kim English. Uh, we'll obviously have more. You know, as the days come. Um, but yeah, Sweet 16 going on right now. There's three teams from the Big East in it UConn, Creighton, and um, Xavier. Yeah. Uh, UConn is on in a few moments, actually. Um, we're recording here on Thursday. UConn's got Arkansas. By the way, I bet on Arkansas. So we'll find out if Mikey's a win- you'll find out if the Crier's a winner or a loser when you listen to this. Um, and it had nothing to do with my despise of UConn. Nothing. It actually did. The public's hammering. The, the UConn Husky fans in Vegas have been hammering UConn, and uh, the line's not moved. So I I, I really like UConn in that one. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Well. We'll see. We'll see. You're not a muscleman guy? No, I am, especially after he popped the top. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that would be me if I was coach. I would pop my top, maybe after everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like I'm looking at the games right now. I, I like K-State, and it's not because they're up by five when we're recording this. I like Connecticut. <laughs> I like Connecticut. I like Tennessee. All these are gonna be wrong. I've and I have no idea what to do with Gonzaga UCLA. That's gonna be a good one. Um you know, I had Gonzaga in my lead eight losing to Kansas. That's sick. The, the one, the game I'm most intrigued by, and it sounds so weird, and maybe it's because I, I, I cannot wait to watch Princeton Creighton. Why? Be, I, I, because I think it's like two offenses that that game like might be in the hundreds. Well, you might want to bet on it because only one forty one is the over under. Yeah, I know. Um, um, I don't save know, the text should be good too. Yeah, I, and I don't get we're, this is not at all relevant to Providence. I don't understand why Texas isn't considering the interim coach for their job. I think I they saw, are now. I saw something today. I think he's they are now. He's a front runner for Penn. He's the front runner for Penn State and Cal. I don't understand why Texas isn't like we'll sign him for half the price we signed for Beard and just keep this train rolling. Um. No, I know, and he's actually had support from the players too. Um, but you know, if I'm Texas, the only way I don't retain him, because it's going to be a horrible look if they don't retain him. The only uh, opportunity I I do coach Cal. That's the thing we're hearing, right? Yeah. Um, that would be quite the shakeup in CBB, but otherwise I'm not, you know, I'm not. Moving on from it. Like, how could you? He's literally, like, losing Chris Beard in the middle of your season should have been a death sentence. Um, and, and it wasn't. So, um, and he's taking him to Sweet 16 and potentially, like, if he wins that game against Xavier on Friday, no way you cannot hire him. It would be such yeah. a bad look. I know. So, um, but uh, and then you know Miami Houston's interesting too. Houston, I think I think we're going to see um, like an ultimate. Sorry, my kids' toys are going on in the background here. I think we're going right. to see we're going to see the uh, awesome offense in Alabama versus an awesome defense in Houston. That's yeah. that's my prediction. Um, wait in the final. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. It's kind of trending that way. Um, but. Oh, Alabama might have their hands full versus San Diego State. That's want to talk about another good defensive team. They're, they're, going, to beat, they're going to beat San Diego State by thirty. You think they might? They might. They, they have been given. I, I just saw business. like all I need to see was Clown, that guy Clowney, their big man, knock down like four threes. I'm like, okay, this is a problem. <laughs> um, let's let's end on this. Does a Big East team make the Final Four? Yeah, I'll say no. I think so. Who do you think it is? Connecticut. Interesting. Um, they're deep as shit. They're 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 a good team. No, I know. Uh, I know they are, but I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you. Who would they? Who would they? Who would they play again? They would play the winner of the winner of Gonzaga UCLA. Oh yeah. 
What if Bona came back to UCLA? He'd give Adama a lot of trouble. Yeah. But, alrighty. Well, that will wrap it up for another episode of the Province Crier Podcast. Again, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Province Crier. He's at BOC all day. Read our blog. Subscribe to the pod. Leave a review. Do whatever you got to do. But, um, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, um, I made a promise that we're, we got an open bar tab for conflicted next, next time he's in town for the game. Well, when are you going to be in town next time for the game? That's also a subtle way to keep see it. Corey Floyd Jr. on the team, by the way. I, I know what I'm doing here. I'm consummate <laughs> Planting seeds. Yeah, there we go. Planting seeds. Uh, I'll, def- I'll definitely, I might, I might get season tickets, even though I live so far away. Did you do it last year or this year? Last year. Okay. Okay. And I um, made it for, I think, like three games. I'm renewing mine. Uh, I'm Obviously. excited to do so. So, all right. That will wrap it up for another episode. We'll see you later, Fire Town. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke when I'm way up on the hoop, babe. Cross over, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we on go, ayy. Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ayy. Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, ayy. I'm the alpha dog, Diallo. They were sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. And he see me bumping, so we gon' let him have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic. This year we taking over March Madness. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, babe. Cross over, I might throw the alley you. But they sleeping on me while well, I take them back to school. Man up in my city, I'm the